0: Scott Sanders. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel center ministry every week. Now my co-host Eric Hanna is busy putting his feet up while his Achilles tendon reattaches to the bone. So he's out recovering for a little while. I call it early that he's getting old and The weekend has affirmed that he is getting old. Uh, But joining me for the show today are Ben Farlett and Eric Thurston from the Ministry Training Strategy. Uh, We're coming to you live from MTS HQ in Multicultural Hurstville, so it might sound just a little bit different, but I want to say hello to both Eric and Ben.
1: G'day Scott, good to see you. Scotty, always great to see you mate.
0: Oh, it is good to see you, uh, Eric, you've got a cracker (laughs) voice, it's always good hearing just a different accent.
1: Yeah, so do you mate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now these guys have got some gold to contribute to the show in a few moments, so stay tuned. Now the one thing's brought to you with thanks to Geneva Push, the Australian Church Planning Network. And you've pressed play on episode 10, the top three apprentice issues. Well, in our last episode, we tackled the important issue of building a ministry leadership pipeline and how that's essential work for every ministry worker who doesn't want to carry the entire kingdom on their back. In particular, we spoke to Ben and Eric about the integral role that uh, training up ministry apprentices can play in building a culture of training in your church. But today, I just want to push in that topic just a little deeper. Once you've taken on an apprentice, what do you do with them? What are the top issues that apprentices have as they take on ministry, and for often, you know, ministry for the first time? And maybe just as important, what are the top three issues we want to address in their character, conviction, and growth as a gospel worker? Well, Ben, you've been associated with a ministry tra- training strategy for over 25 years. You're a ministry apprentice yourself, and now you're the National Director of uh, MTS. Eric, you also were a ministry apprentice, and now you're the director of training for MTS, which means we've got a lot of knowledge uh, and a lot of experience just in the uh, in the room. You guys know exactly what uh, apprentices both want and need. Well, Welcome back to the show.
1: Great to be here. Uh, good to be here, mate.
0: Well, Ben, when you take on a ministry apprentice, your role is to build a gospel worker. You often talk about the three C's in ministry. Can you flesh those out for
2: us? Yeah, the, the three C's got a character, conviction, and competency. So character is, we want the people, we want the apprentices to have a Christ-like character, that they're people who um, are are godly, have the fruit of the Spirit, they're genuinely like Jesus. Um, Conviction, we want them to understand, have key competencies. For example, one of the competencies is to be able to explain the timeline of the key events in the Bible. And then uh, competency, one of the competencies is to be able to identify and recruit leaders for the future. So... The three, the sort of the head, heart, and hands are really crucial.
0: Now, Eric, is there is there a, uh, a priority or an order of what's most important? Uh,
1: I think, I mean, they're hard to separate to some extent, right? But uh, understandably, I mean, if we read the Bible, uh, one Timothy says, uh, as Paul talks to Timothy, he says, watch your life and doctrine closely. And so I would think that without character, that's the life, and without a conviction, which is a doctrine thing, then whatever competencies, whatever ministry skills you have, are pretty much meaningless. Uh, ministry and Christ cares so much about our character as leaders um, and what we think of the gospel and what we think of Christ that uh, unless we're actually working in those areas, then it doesn't really matter what we're doing other places, right?
0: Now, do you think uh, in Australia we've got a bias, you know, towards those first two at the? At the cost of, of competency, uh, you know our, our North American brothers, you know, can often be accused by us here in Australia of being too pragmatic. Uh, I would say, you know, the reverse issue for us is that we focus so much on life and doctrine; they actually don't think about ministry right. skills and, and and ministry competencies. Yep. Again, it's as you you rightly say, it's a healthy tension. How do we? Yeah, how do we keep that tension uh, in the uh,
2: Well, health? it's an interesting in- one, isn't it? Because I, I can have um, the convictions correct. So my theo- theology is gun barrel straight. I can be competent. I can preach a sermon that is really targeted to an audience in front of me. It might be uh, minors uh, from the South Illawarra. Um, but if I am a jerk and don't listen to people, and after people have chatted to me, they think, that guy's a jerk, then I really am dishonouring Christ. So, I mean, when you when you really polarise it, I think character is king, but then we don't want to sort of say, what's the lowest common denominator? We want to grow people with great character, with fantastic convictions, and who are really competent in ministry. We want to, we want to work on it all. Yeah. But but character's king because if you morally fail, the whole thing falls to
1: bits. You yeah. know, they practically... Uh- two-year apprenticeship or whatever, um, you know, we can teach someone how to lead a Bible study fairly well in a couple of weeks and stuff, you know, to some basic uh, skills, but the, the restructuring of the heart is going to be a lifetime project, right? So hard skills, hard skills like preaching well and all those things, we can do stuff on that, but the other stuff is, is, is the work of the Holy Spirit and gospel and, and, and community, right? That's a hard, that's hard work.
0: That's really helpful to get a context for our, our our discussion today. What what are the three top issues that most apprentices work through in their in their two-year apprentice? You, you've seen loads of apprentices come through, Benny. What are what are the three top things you see apprentices wrestle with?
2: Um, Well, I think the things that the apprentices wrestle with are not actually the things the trainers want them to wrestle with, if that makes sense. Um, So the apprentice might want to learn to be a fantastic evangelistic preacher with no notes or something. But as a trainer, um, when I look on apprentices, I'm sort of thinking three things. I want them to be self-aware. I want them to know where they line up against 1 Timothy 3. Um, I want them to be a ministry multiplier. Rhett, Rhett Harris from EV Church talks about, write down 20 things you do in the week and put an asterisk next to the ones where you multiply yourself. Most people might have one or two asterisks. So self-aware, ministry multiplier, and I want them to be outreach-focused, evangelistic. Like Australia, I, th- I think the um, generous estimates are that 4% of Australia are uh, assured of their salvation. That's, that's a lot of work to do. There's no use hanging out in the holy huddle as a gospel worker.
0: Well, I want to, I want Eric to dig into those issues in a moment, but before we do that, let's take a quick uh, look into the One Thing Toolbox. So if you want to be able to not only do right by a ministry apprentice, but actually help point them in the right direction, then there are some helpful tools for you to, uh, to check out. My top three resources would be, well, Eric, you give us the first one. What, what would you encourage people to read? Uh,
1: so in my work in Canada, um, when I was working with churches, uh, the Trollis and the Vine was a a radical book. Uh, it talks about changing your ministry paradigm to become a training, discipling, mentoring community. And people in Canada who I gave it to to, to read, uh, ministry leaders, either loved it or hated it. Um, the ones that hated it probably had a more traditional view of ministry and were pretty comfortable with what they're doing. The guys who loved it, I think, really caught the biblical vision of having communities being training and mentoring. Communities who raise up future leaders.
0: So So Trellis and Vine, Marshall and Payne, you can get it on Amazon, Book Depository, uh, or from Matthias Media directly. Uh, The second thing is the G8 Conference. So MTS run a conference every year for apprentices and trainers in the third week of January. Jump onto mts.com.au, find out when the 2018 conference is, but I'm pretty sure it's 21st of January 2018. Uh, That's a great conference uh, to get along to. The third one, well, the MTS website itself, mts.com.au, has a whole bunch of resources that'll help you as you train an apprentice. One key one is a book called Passing the Baton, a handbook for ministry apprenticeships. Uh, ben Fowlett recommends that as, uh, as the key resource to help you do that. Okay, well, back to the topic of the day. Now, Ben, you mentioned uh, being self-aware, being a multiplier, and being outreach-focused. Uh, that's, that's what you want to impart as your training an apprentice. Eric, uh, what are the three things that you want to say uh, okay. in a person?
1: I'm not, I'm not saying my buddy Ben is wrong. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'd agree with what he said, but um, I might state it a little bit differently. This is what I would say. Um, you need them to be broken down uh, and become humble. Uh, and if they become humble, like we're supposed to be, and it's hard because we're all not humble, uh, that's going to help them to be uh, able to listen to people Uh, to be self-aware in ministry, to understand that they're sinful, that their ministries will not be perfect, that they will hurt people in their ministries, that they need to listen to people when they're telling them that they're doing things wrong. And um, I think it will also uh, help them to be uh, less self-entitled. And in ministry, you can't be self-entitled because churches and stuff don't owe you anything, right? Uh, It doesn't work that way. That's the first thing. second thing is uh, being built up to get their self-worth in Christ, to understand that their value is being called sons and daughters of God, uh, not in how smart they are, or what marks they got in theological college or anything. Uh, and that will help them to handle criticism better. It'll help them to handle disappointment better. It'll tell them that when they preach, they're bringing the word of God to people and not themselves. Uh, and that's a very important thing.
2: It's a lifelong lesson, that one, isn't
1: it? It's, we're, we're both learning it, aren't we, yeah, yeah. still? Mm. Uh, and the last one is, uh, is basically confidence in scripture. Mm. Um, confidence in Scripture and faith that the Word of God, preached in the power of the Holy Spirit, can change people's hearts and bring them to Christ. Um, that's what was missing with so many leaders in Canada. Um, and so you can't stop bringing the, uh, your apprentices back to that fact and having them understand it and apply it to their ministries.
0: He- hearing you both talk, there's a, there's a real sense of, you know, the trainer-apprentice relationship is key. You know, you see that in in Paul talking to Timothy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in both of your answers, you know, this is going to take time, isn't it, to actually build that depth of a relationship where you can, you know, you can see that. Because on the surface, someone can, you know, can appear to handle the Bible well, mm-hmm. uh, you know, can appear to be self-aware. But really it really does take time, you know, to surface these issues and to, uh, to help someone, you know, grow um, in those areas. Cat, Yeah, can you just reflect on some of the better training experiences you both had?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot... People come to me, I would get 50 contacts a year where people say to me, have you got an apprentice for me? Which shows you that they don't have a pipeline. Mm. And interestingly, most apprentices won't hit the green button to train under someone unless that person's invested time in them already. So I did an apprenticeship under Gordon Cheng. Gordon Cheng met with me one-on-one weekly, fortnightly for basically three years. So when I hit the green button to do an apprenticeship with him, he had a demonstrated track record of investing time with me. And and when I did the apprenticeship, he just allowed me into his space, into his house and his ministry, but into his thinking as well. So all these things Eric was talking about, putting trust in the gospel, he would share with me when he wasn't trusting the gospel and showing me, oh, that's that's the inside mind of a... Gospel work—it really helped.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think the relationship between the, the heart of MTS is a relationship between the trainer yeah. and the apprentice. So that's the heart of MTS. Yep. Um, and uh, so I was taught uh, by uh, by my um, trainer a long time ago how to read the Bible with his family. I had never sat down at a table and read the Bible with my family because I didn't grow up in a Christian family that's a profound lesson I got from him because I was in his house. So if you want a practical thing to do, trainers, get your apprentices in your house, right? Uh, don't underestimate the power of example, uh, what you're doing as well as what you're saying.
0: And I think that's a, that's a challenge because you know, more and more with the professionalization of ministry or more and more just with the, the complexity of ministry, we, we don't have that time to actually spend with people. And yeah. so uh, you know, doing what you say, just sort of hanging out, uh, you know, just spending time, You know, reading the Bible with your kids uh, and and giving them an opportunity to see that. And and I think we live
2: in a culture that actually fights against the biblical paradigm for ministry training. So, like, I I did civil engineering in a past life. I expressed some desire. What do people tell me to do? Go into a classroom for four years and sit there and do high-level mathematics. I mean, seriously. Like, I didn't know a jats cracker about engineering by the end of fourth year. Mm. But that's the world we live in, and people think ministry is the same. Oh, you want to work? You want to learn gospel ministry? Go into a classroom for four years and do high-level exegesis and theology. That's important, but that's not how you learn ministry. That's how you learn to use the tool. That's your sword in ministry, or your your weapon, or firearm.
0: Well, guys, it's been really good having you on today. Uh, can I encourage you to give both these guys a call? Uh, they've got loads of experience, loads of personal experience, and they've been helping churches. Uh, not only here in Australia, but also in Canada for the last 15 years, think about how to create that culture of, uh, of training and apprenticeships in the local church. Well, it brings us to the end of the show, but Eric, uh, what's the one thing people should be taking away when it comes to understanding the, the key issues ministry apprentices might have?
1: All right, I'm going to go back to this, uh, Scott, and uh, hopefully you guys will understand why uh, context in Canada. And here, I'm going to say it again, never lose faith that scripture proclaimed in the power of the Holy Spirit can change people's hearts and bring them to Christ. Um, You need to believe that, otherwise you're going to do a million other things and actually bring people to scripture. And you need to instill that in your apprentices. Uh, So when you're working with your apprentice, you bring them to scripture to understand why people are criticizing them, uh, why they're having a tough time with this one person. Uh, What are you going to do when you go to the hospital to see someone who's sick? Uh, what are you going to do uh, when you're trying to explain to your parents why you're doing an apprenticeship? Um, keep bringing them back to Scripture and instilling in them faith that it will change people's hearts because it's the power of God, it's not us.
0: Amen. Confidence in Scripture, that's the one thing. Excellent. Now, if you happen to miss, miss uh, last episode when we talked with Ben and Eric about the importance of building a ministry apprentice pipeline and how apprentices fit into that, don't panic, the entire show is waiting for you over on the One Thing homepage. Just go to GenevaPush.com forward slash the One Thing, and you'll find not only in the last week's show, you'll find all our previous episodes as well. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The One Thing, and thank you, Ben and Eric.
2: Oh, great to be here, mate.
0: Always a pleasure, Scott. Coming up in our next episode, Derek and I welcome back Al Stewart to the show. We ask him the most important question in ministry. What should I be doing now? Now if you don't know the answer, then it's best to tune in. I'm Scott Sanders, chat soon.